Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's our life out here on our little hobby farm or how I keep it simple in our homeschool or just in general, how to keep life simple. And a lot of times that's going to be talking about Jesus and my faith, because I truly believe that the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we will desire of this world. So today on this podcast episode, I wanted to talk about routines and my simple routines. And many times I shy away from um, blog posts or podcast episodes on practical tips. Cause I really feel like who am I to offer practical tips? Like I'm just doing life the way I do life. And I don't have any business telling anyone else how to do life. But what I wanted to talk about was some people have asked me about my, my routines and how I keep our, our daily life sort of simple. So I thought I would talk about that. Um, But, you know, telling you that the way I do things is not the way you should do things. So while I will give some practical tips and uh, talk about how I keep it simple, this is in no way meant to be something that I think is the right way or the way you should do it. Um, You know, I kind of crack up lately when I see so many... (sighs) so much noise out there on the internet. There's like, you know, this webinar and this course on how to be a great homemaker, how to be a great parent, how to be a great homeschool mom, how to be a great organizer, how to be a great whatever it is, right? And I feel like, you know, of course, some of those things are great and good and, and, um, helpful and we can glean information. But as always, I'm going to point you guys back to Jesus. I believe all the answers are found right there in the Bible. You want to be a great homemaker? You want to be a great mother, parent, homeschool mom, whatever it is? Your answers are right there in the Bible. There really is not some big strategy out there. I truly believe that the more we know him, the more we desire his ways, the more we seek after him, the less we are going to fill up our minds on the other things. You know, we're all sort of grasping at something to hold on to and make us feel like we're in control of our life. But really, God is all about um, telling us to surrender our life to him. And what does that truly mean? So I encourage you guys, before you seek after what anybody else is doing out there, before you look for advice on how to be, you know, the whatever it is these days, get in your word. Because most importantly, that will help you to discern the overabundance of information that is out there. That will help you to discern if that information that you're filling your mind with is really fruitful or edifying or good, or if it's just more noise. And I would hate to contribute to any noise out there in your life. So that's why I try to steer away from 
you know, practical posts on how I do things, because I don't believe that the way I do things is necessarily the way everybody should do things. In fact, I believe that God has a plan for each person's life, and it doesn't have to look the same as everyone else's, right? Some people thrive on really organized days and planners and lists and, you know, um, real big organization. Some people, like me, thrive on a little bit less structure. You know, I have tried over the years to implement structure in my day and I have learned sort of what works for me and what doesn't. And for me to try to copy somebody else's strategy or plan won't work because that's not how God designed me. So I encourage you to find what works for you, stick with what works for you, glean from others. That's the important part. Glean, don't copy. Glean from others and, you know, find what's useful. But honestly, getting rid of a lot of the noise and clutter is is so much more helpful than just continuing to seek after. Because you know why I tell you guys this? That was me for so long. I remember when I first started homeschooling and, um, you know, that was still early on really in our parenting journey. And, uh, you know, I was constantly seeking after everybody else's method. Like, There was, you know, one thing that was popular at the time, making all these time blocks in my day and using all these little stickers to organize my day. And you know what? That's not me. For... For so long, I was trying to copy what everybody else out there was saying was the good way to be a good mother and a good homemaker and a good homeschool mom. But you know what? Life isn't always orderly and fit into boxes. So I find that when I try to control each day with neat, orderly boxes, it ends up making me feel defeated and it ends up making me feel um, less successful later on because then when life gets in the way and I can't stick to all those neat little boxes, it's hard for me to cope. So I have learned that it's nice to have a rhythm to my day. It's nice to have sort of an outline of how I want things to go, but fully aware that because I'm a human being on this earth, that a perfect little organizational system or strategy or method is not the thing that is going to help me stay in control. What helps me stay in control is Jesus and knowing his word and knowing that he is in control of my day. And when my day is not orderly or my day doesn't fit into the plan, that I fall back on the truths of his word, and I look at interruptions not as interruptions or terrible things or, um, you know, an out-of-control day. I look at those things as what is God trying to teach me through this. Face it, no person's life is supposed to be neat and orderly and perfect, because how would we learn to be like God? Christ, right? He is molding us and shaping us and forming us. 
And when we try to have this false sense of control of our life and this, you know, everybody out there, like I said, is selling the perfect strategy, whether it's homemaking or homeschooling or organizing or cleaning or meal planning or chores or whatever it is. Everybody is selling you the the be all end all to what is going to help you gain control. And I say no. I say, give up your control. Give it to God. Seek after the things of Him. Follow Him. You know, read your Bible in the morning. Get in His mind frame. Christ is in you. You are to have the mind of Christ. What does that say about how you go and handle your day? Now, of course, there are practical things we we want we want we want to want to do. There are practical things that can help us, and those things I think are great, but. What I would caution against is looking to those things first, you know, going in with the mindset of Christ, going in, wanting to be conformed to him, going into your day um, with scripture first, filled with truths, ready for God whatever he has for you that day, being open to his will for your day, I believe that then there's a place for those things. So that's what I would like to do. I would like to give you practical tips and share with you how my day looks, but by no means is that anything that should come before what God says and getting in the right frame of mind. So like I said, I'm doing this podcast because I've been asked by a couple of people to talk about practical tips and how my day looks. And honestly, none of my days ever look the same. So it's kind of hard to say like, well, this is a typical day, but I can give you a couple examples of typical days and, you know, different types of days and how I deal with those things and how I really weed out the distractions daily and how I practically try to live simply every single day. So of course, I'm going to say my number one tip to living simply and a practical tip and my number one thing that I do each day. If you really want a glimpse into my day, the one thing I do do the same every single day, and you guys know this if you've been listening a while, is read my Bible first. No other words go before my eyes in the morning until God's word has gone before my eyes. That means I don't check my email, my text, my phone until I have seen God's word first. So that is the same every single day, no matter where I am, what I do. I've got that Bible app on my phone and I can see God's word. Now, I usually get up between six and seven. Usually I will wake up at six o'clock pretty much every day. I will wake up at six o'clock. That doesn't mean I get out of the bed at six o'clock. Now I can assure you, especially as winter comes and it's dark and cold in the morning, I will not be getting out of bed. I may stay in bed a while awake, but um, I definitely, in the summer, I'm up earlier just because, you know, I, I go with the natural flow of nature. In the summer, it's bright out by five, six in the morning. It's easy to get up. Um, it's warm. <laughs> I don't have to worry about staying under the covers to be toasty. So it's much easier for me in the summer. I kind of just go with the natural of rhythm of things. And in the winter, I'll probably sleep a little bit later. But um, first thing I do every day, six o'clock, uh, generally, Steve, my husband, he's an early bird. He gets up sometimes four in the morning. Um, he's super duper early bird. He will come though every day at six o'clock with my coffee and, and that wakes me up. So, um, and of course there are times where I will get up earlier if I have something going on or whatever, but I'm saying a typical day. 
And then I read my Bible in my bed. Um, and that is not necessarily my time, though, where I study the Bible or I spend, you know, a, a great deal of time in His Word um, digging deep. That's usually I'll read a chapter in the Bible based on the Version app, whatever is the verse for the day. I will read that verse, and then I will read the entire chapter that goes with it, and then I'll pray. A lot of times I lay in my bed. Um, I fully admit sometimes I fall back asleep while I'm saying those prayers, fully admit being transparent, um, but the the goal is not to do that. And I will pray. Um, you know, I'm big on prayer. Um, I love to pray for others. I'm constantly, I feel like throughout the day, just praying. I have that conversation going with the Lord, but... Six o'clock in the morning, read my Bible, pray, um, and then I go and do some of my online work. So I, I have a website called Bible-Based Homeschooling where I share different resources for the homeschooling family, and that is a business for me. So I work on that a little bit. Other days I'll work on Simply Living for Him. Um, sometimes I'm just sort of getting ideas from around the internet, getting inspiration. I'll go on Instagram. I mean, this is my little like social media time in the morning, and then I will um, get ready for my day to start with my kids. They usually start, uh, getting up between seven and eight and we will get our schoolwork started by nine. Now I am not strict on these times when they were younger. I was a little bit more strict, but you know, we have a natural flow to our day. And basically I don't have to be like standing over them with the watch, like it's nine o'clock, get up and do your schoolwork because this is just basically our natural rhythm now is, um, on a school day to kind of be ready for nine o'clock. They all do their own breakfast. I mean, I don't, I don't make breakfast for the whole family. Um, they all do their own, their own breakfast. They make their beds. My rule for them is make your bed and read your Bible before you come out of your room. Doesn't mean I'm not still reminding them to do that. We haven't got that down perfectly, but that's their goal. That's what I am uh, working on having them do is Bibles and beds before coming downstairs. Then they eat their breakfast. I watch a show sometimes while they're eating breakfast on Netflix or whatever. And then we are ready to start our day. So they have had their Bible time in the morning. I encourage them all. I don't encourage them. I really tell them, <laughs> but in an encouraging way that I am trying to instill that habit in them that I have, that no words go before your eyes until your Bible is read. That is the very first thing I have them do in the morning as well. So now they've had their Bible time in the morning. We used to, when they were younger, all do a Bible time together in the morning. Um, but we don't now. I'm sort of having them do like I do, you know, as they're growing up, learning to take, um, to own that time uh, for themselves and to read their Bibles first thing in the morning. And so they have their alone time with the Lord then. Um, and then we start our school. And generally, my kids don't nearly need me as much as they used to during school time. But when they were younger, this was like dedicated time where I worked with each child individually. Now I have two high schoolers, so they're off doing their own thing generally. And I am working mostly with my eight-year-old and still quite a bit with my 12-year-olds because he has some learning struggles. So I do sit with him and do his work. So I kind of, you know, tagged back and forth between the two of them. While one is doing one thing, I'm working with the other. And then while that one's kind of independent, I'm working with the other. And I kind of just go back and forth um, in the mornings with them. Um, and then generally around lunchtime, 
is when we get most of their individual work done, at least for the younger kids. The older kids is a different story. But generally around lunchtime, we take a nice big break. And right now the weather is still nice. So they're outside skateboarding, running around. The other day they were flying kites, um, playing out in the woods. Whatever it is, they are outside during that break time. Everybody, again, pretty much makes their own lunch. We don't have a big... I mean, we're all together all day long. (laughs) Some people have said to me like, oh, you know, yes, I make breakfast, lunch, and dinner for my kids because we enjoy all those meals together. We do, but yet we're not like making one big lunch where we all sit down together. Some of them may be making their own sandwiches. I'm not really big on lunch myself. I'll have like cheese and crackers or something. So, you know, they will make some pasta for themselves, whatever, eat their lunch. But yet, like I said, we're all still together during this whole process. And um, then we will go to our afternoon work. And that usually for my little guys is history and some reading aloud, stuff like that together. Again, my high schoolers, they are continuing with their work in the afternoon. Afternoon time has uh, been this year for my older two and me, Algebra 2. And we will work on that together. And then we're usually done, you know, mid-afternoon, late afternoon for the older ones possibly. And then I will go back and do more online work for myself, for my writing, working on, you know, whether it's retreat stuff, preparing for our retreat, or uh, the next few months I'll be working on developing new sessions for my speaking season in the spring, you know, so I have things that I'm working on. So I will do that in the afternoons. Um, And also during this time, I will, you know, throw the laundry in, do some quick cleaning around the house. Um, I don't have a big system in place for cleaning for chores the kids each have like their own things the boys always do the dishwasher they also always do the trash they also always do the chickens meaning putting them to bed and actually as of late my chore has changed in the morning with the chickens to letting them out and feeding them and watering them because Steve leaves before it's light out now because the times are changing. Um, In the summer, he would go out because he was the one up real early. But now he leaves for work by 6.30, and sometimes it's not really um, time yet to do the chickens. So I do the chickens now in the morning. Um, Let's see. My daughter... um, she does her own laundry, you know, everybody has their own, and actually, I shouldn't say my daughter, all of them really do their own laundry, except for the younger, Um, but they will bring it down for me if they can't do it themselves, and and that, so I, I don't have a big system in place, and maybe that's because I like to keep it simple, I don't have big chore charts, I don't have a big system in place, you know, this is, that what I just told you is the rhythm of our day, that's generally how a normal day looks, Not to mention that most days, you know, things happen, life happens. Um, There are days where we go out during the day, but if we were to be home all day, that's sort of what it would look like. Um, Or some days, you know, we would do errands in the afternoon after the schoolwork is done. Um, I don't know. It's, It's pretty simple, right? Pretty basic. Then... When Steve comes home, I mean, Steve works from home some days a week, and some days he is out of the house. So again, that's going to change how our day looks. But when he is out of the house, um, 
He gets home basically about 5.30. I always have dinner ready right when he gets home. Again, for us, meals. You want to know practical tips for simplifying? I have a whole podcast on how we keep meals simple and how I eat gluten-free. You can actually go and look uh, in the archives to find that episode. But again, meals are simple. I'll throw something in the crock pot in the morning. Now it's getting colder. We'll have a soup night once a week. We usually have a taco night once a week, uh, pasta night once a week, chicken, chili, simple. I don't have big, crazy involved recipes. Um, Those are the things we like. Those are the things that make us happy. So um, that's how we roll. And so he gets home about 5.30. We eat dinner together. And, um, you know, uh, let's see. Then after dinner, because it's getting darker now, it's not, you know, things change. We used to play outside every night, spend time in the garden every night. And I'm missing those days already because it's dark by like 6.30. Ah. So, and I know it's just going to be, you know, by winter, it's been dark at 4.30. Uh, so depressing. <laughs> but anyway, so we um, uh, spend our evenings together as a family. Now, Again, there's different seasons. Right now, my daughter is involved in a community theater play. So she's having rehearsals four times a week, which is so out of our comfort zone for our family who likes to be home and we're homebodies and like to keep it simple. But this is a season. It's just for like two months. And uh, she loves it and is passionate about it. So we're making adjustments to our schedule. Um, But usually at night on a normal, typical day, um, we will... Again, do things together. So after after dinner, always, 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 we read our Bible. We That's where our study time comes in. We read through the Bible as a family together. We started in Genesis. We are in Matthew right now. It's been two years, and I cannot wait until we can say we've completed the whole thing. Um, but we read basically a chapter, maybe more, every night and discuss it. Um, we use the commentaries and just talk about it, and then we pray together as a family. And then, you know, highlight of everyone's day, we watch a show and eat a snack. (laughs) And it sounds so silly, but this is one thing I would say, obviously, besides the Bible reading, that our family is really, really close. And um, I think it's a lot of has to do with we've kept a lot of consistency and we've kept a lot of tradition. And even though we don't have a big, like I said, um, set schedule of our day, there are various things that are consistent that help us to keep it simple. And one of those things is, as silly as it sounds, watching a show and having a snack before bed. You know, usually it's like cookies or ice cream or sometimes I try to look and say, okay, for three days in a row we've had ice cream, let's have pretzels tonight. (laughs) So sometimes, you know, it's not always like an unhealthy dessert. But um, this is sort of a habit we've all all have. And we love our time together. We've gone through the entire... uh, eight seasons of Little House on the Prairie. This is actually how our show watching began. Years ago, we started watching the Little House on the Prairie series, one episode a night. We got through that entire series, all eight, no, nine, I think it is, seasons. And um, when it was over, I was like in mourning because we loved it so much. And then that sort of just kept going after that. Then it was The Brady Bunch. Then it was um, I Love Lucy. You know, we watch all these old shows, Andy Griffith, um, Sometimes we get into cooking shows. Uh, We don't have TV. We have Netflix and Hulu, so we basically just pick whatever looks good to us. We went through the whole HGTV for a while watching um, Joanna Gaines. Um, And so now we watch sometimes food TV shows. Uh, 
I don't know, all kinds of different things. When Calls the Heart, we were really into that. We got through all the seasons. We're waiting for the next season to come out. Um, so, but that's our thing. Like it's, it's our fun time. And um, I feel like even though, like I said, our day isn't necessarily mapped out, we do have consistent times like Bible reading for everybody in the morning, Bible together at night and prayer. Um, and again, watching TV together and then everybody goes to bed. We're usually done between nine and 10 o'clock and we actually all go upstairs at the same time. Uh, kids all go to bed and Steve and I will sometimes watch some more like another show in, in bed. Actually the coolest thing. I love Netflix. They have the nineties shows on. We started watching perfect strangers who remembers that show. Oh my goodness. We were dying laughing in bed. So we have a little fun time. We'll watch on the computer or whatever, but Anyway, so those are the consistent things in our day. Those are whatever. But like I said, I keep it simple. I don't have, I wish I could get on here and say, you know, this is my system. I don't really wish I could do that. (laughs) But I mean, I feel like that's what people want to hear. And I don't have that. I don't have a system because we keep it simple. We try not to let too many activities cloud up our schedule. We try to keep the most important things important, like, and this is what matters. We do our Bible no matter what, you know, that's the thing we do. Um, Next would come spending time together with a show. Obviously, if we have to go out, you know, that's going to go. But the Bible, we can always fit that in before bed or um, even when I was traveling last year, we would FaceTime at night from the hotel and still do our Bible time together. So that's something you can always do. And of course, Bible time individually in the morning is something you can always do. But again, I really... um, the way I live my life simply is m- more of a mindset and a heart set than a system that I could write out and give you practical tips or a system that I could write out and you could check off boxes, right? Because I don't believe that life is meant to be lived by checking off boxes. I don't believe that that is real life. I believe that real life is living it and seeing each day unfold differently from the day before. And what is God going to teach me today? And sometimes the days do look different and sometimes they're really hard and sometimes they're really crazy and sometimes they're really fun. But in all that, the Lord is in it and he's showing us different things and he's bringing us together as a family and life is not meant to be lived perfectly in the system and in an order. I believe God is a God of order. I believe God wants things orderly and and that, but I also believe that when we take the system of order and we try to implement it into a way of controlling our life, we're going to miss out on so many other things. We're going to miss out on what is God teaching us because our day didn't go as planned. You know, it's good to have a schedule. It's good to have order. It's good to have discipline. However, we cannot use those things as a way of controlling our life or thinking that if we do or don't follow that, we're going to be successful or unsuccessful. Because a lot of times God wants our day interrupted for a certain reason. Um, So other practical ways that I simplify, uh, just real quick, I'll go over, like I said, meal plans. You can find a whole episode on that, but we are so simple with eating. I don't have big fancy Pinterest recipes. I don't do like 30 meals in one day and freezer cook and all that stuff. I just plan a meal for the day, make it, and we eat it. And it's usually something that doesn't take a lot of time. It does help for me to write it out at the beginning of the week. But again, there are so many times that even when I do that, 
life gets in the way and changes the plan. And that's okay. You know, that's what we need to realize. I think that sometimes it's okay that things don't follow the plan because if we are following Jesus, if we are in our word and we are knowing the truths, then we understand that's part of life. So, um, you know, like I said, generally we'll have, um, the same types of meals every day. Like, um, you know, one day will be, we have themes for each day. So one day will be like soup day and that might be potato soup, which all my kids love so much. Um, one day will be chili day. One day will be Mexican. One day will be tacos. One day will be pasta. And, you know, pasta could be anything from baked ziti to ravioli to pasta with Alfredo sauce and chicken or pasta and broccoli, pasta and red sauce, you know, so I can vary up the, the theme, the uh, meal based on the theme. So Mexican for us would be either enchiladas, burritos, tacos. Um, so that kind of thing. And then crock pot again, we'll do one day's crock pot. And actually lately I've just been doing, I saw, I posted about this on Instagram and on Facebook. I've just been making chicken breasts plain in the crock pot and then they can do whatever they want to them. Like I shred it up at dinner and some people like spicy, some people like sauces, some people like, you know, in a burrito and I just put it out and say here, here's your chicken. You can make it how you want, whether you want to put it in a wrap, you want to eat it plain. And then I'll make sides. Like the other day I made French, uh, French fries and, um, and vegetables on the side. So it, that's not rocket science, right? <laughs> we really do keep it easy that way. Um, and again, seasonally things are different. Summer looks completely different. Fall looks completely different than spring. Winter looks completely different than all of them. So, you know, it's hard to sort of give you an exact um, replica of what we do because every day is so different. Um, and uh, even Steve, his job, uh, he has his own business and some days he's out of the house. One day a week now, he is actually the graphic design teacher at our local homeschool program. So that whole day now he is out doing that. So every day just looks totally different. Um, but at the core of keeping it simple for me is always, what does this matter in light of eternity? How am I honoring God in this, in this decision or this behavior? How am I honoring God in my daily life? Um, am I just filling up my schedule or am I filling up on things that are truly fruitful for our family? And always keeping God at the center is truly the way that we keep it simple. Um, any more practical things I could think about? Um, grocery shopping, oh my goodness, the most simple thing I've ever done in my life was when we moved out here a couple years ago now, three years in November, we moved out to our little slice of hobby farm heaven. Um, <clears throat> I discovered online grocery shopping because the grocery stores are far from here. And I didn't really, the one, there was one that was fairly close about 15 minutes, um, but I didn't really care for it. So the next closest one was about half an hour. So we were um, doing the online grocery shopping, which was heavenly, saved me so much time and money because you're not really impulse buying when you buy online. At least for me, I wasn't. And totally simplified my grocery plan because I would just once a week do the groceries online, um, would plan it for the day when Steve was out working out of the house because he would pass by the grocery store on his way home and pick up the groceries. So that simplified life, that totally took so much um, time back for me that I didn't have to drive, you know, 30 minutes to the grocery store, spend an hour there, drive another 30 minutes home. Um, so that totally simplified my life. Although I will say the past two weeks for the first time in 
two years, I started, I went grocery shopping. (laughs) Really, for the first time in two years, I actually went to the grocery store and did like a grocery order because that store that's 15 minutes from me has kind of changed. And now I sort of like it. Their prices are good. Their food is pretty good. And I like going. I I kind of missed, I guess, walking up and down the aisles um, because I'll go in the morning when there's no one there. And it's like I have the whole store to myself. And we live out here in the country. It's not crowded. So I told Steve, I feel so local when I go grocery shopping. <laughs> but I hadn't grocery shopped like that in two years. Totally simplified my time. If you have a um, grocery store near you that does the online shopping. It is life changing. So, um, how else do I keep it simple daily? Let's see. Kids' clothes. We basically wear the same couple of outfits rotated. No, seriously. <laughs> I always saying to my kids, like, why do you have all these clothes? You guys wear, especially the boys. They wear like the same, you know, three t-shirts and two sweats. Um, so that's really easy to keep simple. Um, laundry is simple because. The older ones do their own laundry. I do for Steve and I and like towels for the family and stuff like that. Um, And the younger ones will bring down their laundry baskets and I will do those. And they all, no matter how old you are, they all put their own away. Do they put it away perfectly and neatly and how I like it? No. Do they put it away and help me to simplify my day so I don't have to deal with it? Yep. So there we go. Um, (laughs) I'm just being real here. If you went in their closets, they do not look like anything in a magazine or anything I would care to have anyone else see. But does it work for us? Does anyone else see their closet? I'm not saying that it's a big mess and we have no order. We do. We have, you know, spots for the shorts and the sweatpants and the shirts. But do they always get it right? No. Um, and how else do we keep it simple? Um, just trying to think practically. So we did meals and laundry and groceries and, uh, family time together. And, you know, I have a whole episode on simplifying homeschool. I have a whole book on simplifying homeschool. And in fact, if you come hear me speak at a homeschool convention, I will give a whole session on simplifying homeschool. Again, it's more about heart issues than practical things because I truly believe when you get the heart in order, the practical things fall into place. And actually, you realize how um, how insignificant so many of those practical things are. And it helps you to weed out the stuff that really doesn't matter. You know, like we can complicate anything in our society. We can complicate how we put our kids' clothes away, right? The organization methods. We can complicate how we make meals, right? There is so much out there on the internet telling you how to have the meal plan and the, um, you know, freezer meals and all these charts for meals. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. I always go back to the mindset of my grandmothers and I think they would laugh at all this craziness, right? They got it together with no Pinterest, no uh, Facebook, no internet, no nothing. And they didn't have all these big systems. They just did what they knew how to do and they got it done. And that's how I look at things. Just do it and get it done. It doesn't have to be a big deal. So I'm hoping that this podcast episode isn't a disappointment (laughs) because I don't think I gave you any big life-changing breakthroughs. But My biggest life-changing breakthrough that I would want you to get out of anything, whether it's this podcast or anything I write or talk about, is get in your word, get in your word, study the Bible, seek after the things of God. The rest of life will look differently when you are focused on Him, right? It's like that song, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will grow uh, dim because... 
You are focused on what matters most. Hey, life is short. Do we really want to be focused on constantly striving after checking off all these boxes? Or do we want to live our life? Life was meant to live it. Let's live it. Let's live it well. Let's live it the way God intended us to live it. Let's live it knowing him more than anything else. Because once we know him, everything else starts to fall into its proper place. He is number one. He is the most important thing. And everything else is secondary and everything else will fall into place. So I encourage you guys to, if there's one thing you want to do to simplify your day, start your day off with the Lord. Start your day off thinking about things above before you think about things down here on earth, because that is how you will handle your things down here on earth. And honestly, that is the key to keeping it simple because all of a sudden the things you were so stressed and worried about will be weeded out. So I hope that is helpful. If you guys are interested in joining me at the Simply Living for Him retreat in the summer of July uh, 2018, I would love to have you there. We talk about all these practical things about simplifying, but the most important thing we talk about is Jesus. This is not a typical like women's conference where, you know, we're focused on like the swag bag and the fluff and all the, you know, fun decor and all that. I mean, sure, that stuff is fun, but this is a unique time because really the focus is on getting away from Jesus. I mean, getting not getting away from Jesus, getting away from the world and running towards Jesus and seeking after him. And all that kind of fluff starts to not really matter so much when your eyes are fixed on Jesus. And all that kind of fluff doesn't really appeal so much because he is the most beautiful possession that you could have. So I would encourage you to join us. You can register at simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats. Registrations are filling up much quicker than previous years. So if you are coming, please, please, please register early so you can secure your spot. Also, I'll be speaking in the spring at various homeschool conventions. You can find my uh, schedule on simplylivingforhim.com slash speaking opportunities, I believe. There's a menu bar at the top and you can click on speaking. Um, And if you have a group or... um, an event that you would like me to speak at, please contact me. I would love to come see your group if my schedule allows. But most of all, I just want you to know that I encourage you, if you are listening to anything I say, if you are reading anything I write, that it would point you to Jesus most of all. So I thank you for listening again. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.